This podcast is for investment professionals only. It is not for distribution to retail investors. This material has been provided for information and educational purposes only. It is not an offer or solicitation to buy securities. The information provided and the views expressed in this podcast could change and are not necessarily the views of Premier Mighton. Reference to any stock, fund or investment should not be considered advice or an investment recommendation. Any reference to past performance is not a guide to future returns and the value of investments can fall as well as rise. You are listening to the Perspectives series from Premier Mighton, a regular podcast on investment views from Premier Mighton's macro-thematic multi-asset team. I am Anthony Rayner, co-fund manager with David Jane of Premier Mighton's range of macro-thematic multi-asset funds. In this series, we provide personal views and individual perspectives across a broad range of investment-focused topics based on over 50 years of combined investment experience. The main focus of markets remains firmly on central banks and specifically the degree to which a Fed pivot is underway and therefore what type of recession is most likely. In the background though, there are some important developments that have gone largely unnoticed or at least not prioritised by markets. We spoke recently about how the elevated cost of living is challenging the social and political environments in Western democracies, highlighted by the broadening out of strikes in the UK. This continues apace and of course is evident in other democracies too. However, there are also some cracks appearing in non-democratic countries. Iran has had its worst social unrest in years after a woman who had been accused of not observing the country's Islamic dress code died in police custody. Additionally, and perhaps of higher profile globally, the Iranian national team protested by refusing to sing the national anthem at their first World Cup game. The anti-regime protests have been pushing for a secular regime to replace the theocratic one. It's difficult to tell, but whilst it appears to be about religion in the first instance, it's also very much about excessive government control. Indeed, the authorities have appeared to have loosened dress code restrictions, for example the wearing of a hijab, and there are rumours that they have disbanded the morality police, who were responsible for enforcing dress codes. Similarly, a very rare and open expression of discontent has also been seen in China of late. President Xi has been very effective in purging potential political opponents and he recently secured an unprecedented third term as head of the Chinese Communist Party. But unrest has come from outside the party. The context in China is a lockdown weary society and a record number of Covid cases. But the catalyst was a fire in a residential building that was deemed to have been more severe due to lockdown restrictions. Again, the World Cup played a role. Images in China of football crowds in Qatar not wearing masks reinforce domestic perceptions that China has been slow to exit lockdowns. Over recent weeks, there have been numerous, often contradictory, news stories about COVID restrictions being eased. It's difficult to read between the lines. Suffice to say, it most likely reflects internal tensions about what to do next with the President's signature zero COVID policy. Let's not pretend that the high cost of living, which is driving unrest in democracies, has no part to play in undemocratic countries. In societies where many social freedoms are limited, economic prosperity arguably becomes an even more important factor. The cost of living will have chipped away at economic prosperity and in many cases led to economic misery. This should be seen too in the wider context of deglobalisation, with sanctions and tariffs increasingly common and compounding economic hardships in many cases. Interestingly, in an ever-fragmenting world, these two countries are strengthening their ties with each other. In Iran and China, the protests and contexts are of course very different in many ways, but the overriding sense that links the two is that populations are tired of the authorities exerting too much control. In the end, unrest occurred because of and despite the high levels of control that exist within these societies. 
Going forward, options range from cracking down, offering concessions, or in the extreme, regime change. It does appear some concessions have been granted already, as outlined above. However, significant concessions are difficult to package alongside a strongman image. History suggests that more often than not, these types of protests tend to fizzle out. Time will tell, but a good dose of cynicism is probably healthy. Take Russia. How many times since Russia invaded Ukraine at the beginning of this year have we been told on good authority that Putin has only days left in power? This is all very well, but what's it got to do with markets? Iran is a major oil producer and a serious military power in an often volatile region. So any instability, which is the most likely non-status quo scenario, would feed into geopolitical risk. China, on the other hand, is less likely to suffer material instability. Instead, the most likely non-status quo scenario is the easing of China's zero-COVID policy. This would help the domestic economy, which is struggling, and the global economy, soothing global supply lines and boosting global demand growth. In the end, this neatly feeds into what the markets are focusing on at the moment, namely inflation and recession risk. Thank you for listening. I hope you found this episode interesting. Look out for other episodes in the Perspective series. This podcast is for investment professionals only and is issued by Premier Might and Investors, which is the marketing name for Premier Portfolio Managers Limited and Premier Fund Managers Limited, which are authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority. The value of investments can fall as well as rise. Thank you.